Hello, everyone. My name is Wendy Myers. Welcome to the Myers Detox Podcast. You can learn all about detox at MyersDetox.com and get the free transcripts for all of these podcasts on MyersDetox.com. So thanks for tuning in today. We have my friend Nikki Grotrix on the show. Fascinating show. It's always so invigorating and stimulating talking to Nikki Grotrix. She's so brilliant. And we'll be talking today about the connection between early childhood trauma or uh, just also called adverse childhood events, how those can cause a condition called pyroluria to epigenetically express or just cause your, your genes to turn on the, the issues caused by pyroluria, which are zinc deficiency, B, uh, B6 deficiency, and manganese deficiency, among others and how that in turn will prevent heavy metal detoxification and why so many people struggle with heavy metal detoxification when they attempt it. And we'll talk about all the different ways that you can very simply and safely and easily and inexpensively address uh, this, this trauma that is causing this condition and then reverse it. And so, uh, and it's important for so many reasons to address emotional trauma as well. We all have it, and it causes so many different issues. We talk about the statistics um, on the show today in the connection between childhood trauma and the dramatic increase, even fourfold, uh, four times or 400% of uh, health issues uh, from people that have, the more abuse people have, the more health issues they tend to have later in life. So it's not just about your ability to detox or not, but this can give you a clue if you are very ill or have trouble detoxing, you've attempted a detox and you're not able to, this is one of those clues you want to pay attention today. And we're also going to be discussing uh, vagus nerve tone and um, how to improve your vagal nerve tone as well, which is very important for detoxification. And we'll also um, discuss the shocking statistics on how prevalent pyroluria is. It's, it's really mind-boggling. And, uh, and how bioenergetics can help to emotionally detox and release trauma very, very simply. We talk about a couple different methods um, on the show today. One of them is biofield tuning, this very powerful sound therapy method and how that works. We'll also talk about the, the research and all of the you know, studies out there on the body's energy field. I would scientifically proven that we have an energy field and that trauma can imprint on the energy field. And so unless you're working in the energy field to address trauma, um, you're not going to be very successful. So I know a lot of people have gone to therapy and done different things, and those are wonderful. Uh, cognitive behavioral therapy and other, uh, you know, conventional modalities, but you, you really need to be paying attention to working in the body's energy field, especially if you want to release and overcome adverse childhood events and trauma, which we all suffer. We all have trauma of, of uh, some sort or another. And we'll also discuss the role of stress and how this trauma causes stress, which then contributes to a lot of the roadblocks we, we uh, encounter in detoxification. So really, really good show today. 
I know you guys listening are very concerned about detoxification and what your levels in your body are of heavy metals. So I created a quiz. You can go to heavymetalsquiz.com, take this two-minute quiz. Based on some lifestyle questions, we can kind of, you know, extrapolate what your relative level of exposure is to toxins and perhaps your body burden of toxins. So if you take that quiz, you'll get your quiz results. And then I give you a free video series answering a lot of your frequently asked questions like how long does it take to detox? What type of, you know, uh, where do I start with detoxification? What type of testing is best to determine my heavy metal levels in my body? So go check that out at heavymetalsquiz.com. Take the quiz, get your results and get the free video series afterwards. So my guest today, Nikki Grotrick, she's an award-winning nutritional therapist, a bioenergetic practitioner, and transformational coach, helping people to optimize their energy. She's also one of the foremost experts on adverse childhood events and trauma and how to address trauma in unconventional ways. And in 2005, she co-founded one of the largest mind-body clinics in integrative medicine in the UK. And the results with patients at the clinic were published as a preliminary study in 2012 in the British Medical Journal Open. And Nikki is also right now co-hosting the Trauma in Mind-Body Super Conference, launching on June 29th, 2020. You can join this absolutely free conference to learn how to address your emotional trauma at traumasuperconference.com. Go check that out. She's got 90 different speakers. Uh, just encompassing every aspect of trauma and more importantly, how to address it and get rid of it so that you can live your best life and feel, wake up feeling joyful. Um, so go check that out. Nikki, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Wendy. It's great to be here. So uh, you are the trauma expert. Um, I love all the work, everything that you talk about on NikkiGrotrix.com. And uh, you have an amazing uh, trauma super conference coming up, and I wanted to talk about that as well. But I wanted to discuss the really compelling connection that uh, is the culmination of your life's work in talking about trauma and its connection to disease, increased rates of health issues and disease pretty very dramatically later in life, and and how these adverse childhood events can lead to a condition called pyroluria, and we'll discuss what that is, and how that condition prevents and interferes in heavy metal detoxification, which is what we're discussing on this podcast and, and removing these roadblocks to detoxification. So first, why don't we just define uh, what pyroluria is? Yeah, so pyroluria is a, uh, it, it's about, it's a genetic condition that's present in up to 15% of the population. But in my experience, it's rampant in the sort of sense that the epigenetic expression of it. So stress will trigger it in most people, but about 15% of the population have it and are born with it. And essentially it's a block in the heme synthesis pathway. And heme is the little part of red blood cells that carries the iron. And essentially when there's a blockage in that synthesis pathway, 
the upshot is that you you get something in your urine called HBL, and this molecular compound attaches to all your zinc, manganese, B6, and also makes you biotin and iron deficient. So 50% of the population need to be supplementing zinc, B6, manganese on a long, for life on an ongoing basis. And the rest of us, if we've had stress, and this is where it links to early life stress and childhood trauma because everybody's had stress and that's where a lot of it's all coming from. It's the reason that pyroloria is likely to be so rampant. Now, you just think about this in the connection, direct connection to heavy metals. You know, just B6. B6 is needed for methylation, uh, for the methylation cycle to work, and it also and phase two liver detox. So, and also zinc is doing things like uh, disarming the immune system when you're deficient in zinc and lowering all your stomach acid, so you're starting to get mineral deficient. All of these things, uh, blood sugar imbalance with a lack of um, manganese, all three impact your mitochondrial function. What you're doing is becoming a storage unit for all the heavy metals that you're exposed to in the environment. So it's a massive risk factor that will vastly increase your um, likelihood of, of storing heavy metals and not clearing them out. And they're getting more and more prevalent in the environment. So it's more and more important to make sure that you're not the pyroluric who's in the 15% or that you're not uh, in that 85%, which is Basically, it's rampant. And I've come to this conclusion because of all the clinical work that I do. And I see a lot of people with emotional issues and trauma. Everyone I'm testing is testing positive for pyroluria. <clears throat> we have Dr. Dietrich Klinghart saying that he's seeing over 75 to 80% of all his clients are pyroluric. And he's seeing tons of people with heavy metal toxicity, the Lyme sort of uh, group, chronic fatigue syndrome, um, autism is up there at 80%. So he's already confirmed that as well. Um, and I'm saying it's very interesting because Klinghart, I think, actually thinks that the bugs are causing the heme problem and are leading to the pyroloia. My hypothesis is like, no, all these clients were already traumatized. They were traumatized because of early life stress, which we could talk just briefly about the stats and the prevalence and the implications of that. But one of the ways that this early life stress translates into chronic complex illness across the board in adulthood is that it triggers pyroloria. Early life stress impacts the nervous system, affects the biofield, multi-layered impact. But one of the key pathways I want to share with people is this key critical pyroloria condition that becomes triggered. And the interesting thing is if you are in the 15%, you will need to supplement for life, but you can be cured of pyroloria if you take the supplements to rebuild your level up, if you're in that stress epigenetic group, but you'll only be cured if you do heal the stress and the trauma, which has impact the neurological system and the biofield. And so that's what I'm finding with clients is that if they're not in the pyloric 15% group, you can be cured. You don't have to keep taking supplements and you won't keep building up heavy metals if you balance the nervous system. And that whole side of things, the nervous system, the biofield side is the bit that gets downplayed and ignored. And, you know, that it's ultimately in 85% of people, it's that stress which is causing the heavy metal buildup because of pyroloria. It triggers pyroloria. I hope that makes sense.
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's something I, that's why I personally am focusing on working on my trauma, clearing my trauma, using different methods of bioenergetics, uh, you know, uh, in different modalities like that, like Nest Health, for instance, yep. to work on my trauma and clear it because I do fit like uh, in our discussions that I have pyroluria also that's caused from trauma. I don't have it genetically. I've already, uh, you know, established that. And uh, I think this is a huge piece of the puzzle. When you you mentioned that to me, I thought, oh my God, this is so brilliant. Um, because, uh, and you mentioned that this, uh, you know, trauma and then pyroluria uh, and then heavy metal accumulation also causes inflammation, which leads to so many chronic health issues that we have today. And so let's, uh, first let's get to uh, define trauma. And then we'll get to uh, some other things that you touched on earlier. So, so, so you are an expert in trauma and adverse childhood events. So tell us about that and then how that affects our health. Yes. Yeah, so the word stress is a wildly overused word and trauma is not a well understood word and that is getting out there more. It'll also get wildly overused as well, most likely. So First of all, do we just talk about trauma for a second? There's two different distinct types of trauma. And at the moment, the general sort of link association with the word trauma with most people is the sort of trauma like being in a war zone, maybe an assault, maybe uh, being in a car accident, something which was a shock. It was too much to process and deal with at the time. So it leaves an imprint on us and we... But that type of trauma is in response to a discrete event. And it leads onto something which is a diagnosable condition called PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, the point is that is, number one, pretty rare. It's overall very rare, overall. It's, it's, it's a big deal when somebody has it, and it's important to address, but it's actually rare. It's also pretty curable. And conventional interventions for that would be um, an intervention called EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprogramming. So that's what the world-leading experts are saying about that type of trauma. When I'm talking about trauma, I'm talking about something which is way more rampant. It's called developmental trauma. It's also known as attachment trauma. That's early life stress. It's stress which occurs before age 18. And it's specifically to do with the bonding and our relationships with our key caregivers. So if we are chronically verbally abused, if we're chronically emotionally neglected, if there's problems in the family like substance abuse, addiction, domestic violence, um, or it could be physical, sexual or emotional abuse as well, or just physical, well, not just physical, but or physical, emotional neglect. So all of these things is ambient trauma. It's relational and it's ongoing. It's not saying it's just a one-off thing. And it turns out that less than 45% of adults securely attach with their caregivers. So we have an epidemic of attachment developmental trauma, which is really what it really comes down to is a lack of love and care coming from the parental figures. It's not always mum and dad. It's whoever is the key caregivers. You know, quite often it's, it's not their fault. They're just doing what they are got from their childhood. And it's, a, it's often, it's a non-verbal process, how we bond with our, our key 
caregivers, especially below age four. It's nonverbal, it's eye contact, it comes through tone of voice, whether somebody has a, you know, a kind of, uh, it's actually energy, it's an energetic connection. And when we as children don't get that, and hardly any of us do these days, especially with industrialization, parents being basically distracted all the time, they've got jobs to do and all the rest of it, we have an epidemic of neglect and abuse that's happening. And the adverse childhood event study you mentioned massive study done by the CDC Kaiser Permanente, 17,500 adults. It was, by the way, interestingly, it was mostly the white population, white middle-class population, because they thought that this kind of early life stress and trauma might be in minorities, maybe, or people in the poverty line, or be like below the poverty line. And it turns out it's not true at all. It's rampant across all socioeconomic groups. Yes, there's an income gradient. The lower your income, the more adverse childhood events you have but being above the poverty line doesn't save you from aces adverse childhood experiences so this was the shock that everybody went through when the researchers did that study um the aces study was like wow this is across the board this is everybody this is you know um not just in minorities so that is to, just with this early life stress it it becomes internalized in the body so when we have this early life stress the brain is still developing and the body is still developing and the stress becomes a our identity this state becomes a trait it becomes who we are it changes the way our neural pathways in the brain are built it imprints onto the biochemistry and the energy field so we're sort of walking stress it, and also it means that in adulthood your ability to cope with stress is set up by your early life experience so people who were in the war the soldiers in the war uh in war zones when they were checked only some soldiers get ptsd in response to the same events yeah it's the ones who were had early life stress who are the ones who tend to develop PTSD. The ones that don't have early life stress and have good social relations are the ones that don't tend to develop PTSD. So essentially your ability to cope with stressful adult, inevitable stressful adult events, just general stress coping as well, having tons of emails to do, job, kids to look after, our threshold of what triggers this into a stress response is much lower if we've had early life stress. So we're less resilient, we're more likely to get PTSD, we're more likely to perceive the whole world as being stressful if we've had early life stress, because we're less able to do things like self-soothe. We have less self-love. Uh, we, are, we are more prone to bipolar, anxiety, depression, ADD, all of the mental health conditions. And by the way, what's hugely interesting with the ACEs study is a massive correlation between um, if you have a high level, moderate level of ACEs, four ACEs, you have a 400% increased risk of depression, anxiety, dementia, Alzheimer's, across the board in all the mental health conditions. And how interesting is that all the research of pyroluria started with the mental health conditions. Why? Because pyroluria makes you B6 deficient. Now your neurotransmitters are all over the place. So you, you need B6 to produce serotonin that leads on to melatonin you need it for um obviously for yeah that's tryptophan gaba dopamine uh, glycine taurine you need b6 so 
Uh, that's just one of the ways that pyloria and early life stress will translate into a chronic mental health issue. And also then also there's all the other knock-on effects of not clearing out heavy metals and that will make you go mad as a hatter as well. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, as this Dr. Pomper talks about going you're mad as a hatter because yeah. of mercury toxicity. So, you know, you get, maybe you have a mouthful of fillings, early life stress and you're pyroloric. It's a perfect storm to get, you're going to end up toxic and with some kind of chronic illness. So I hope that's sort of helped people understand that we have this, a silent epidemic that's been going on of this early life stress that <clears throat> impacts us neurologically, biochemically, and at the biofield level. And we are imprinted with that stress. All the stress studies, by the way, in adulthood, in the science, it's, it's never about the external circumstance because some people get stressed by certain things and the other person doesn't. So it's, your, it's always your perception of stress. It's not the external event what's your threshold of coping with stress? How is that set up? It's set up by our childhood experiences. It's early life stress and, you know, our genetics thrown in that will make us more or less able to cope with those things as well. Yeah. And many times there's people with mental health issues that they're perceiving threats in their environment when there are none, where yes. we see with people with borderline personality disorder or people that are like maybe gaslighting, there's just, they perceive these stressors that just aren't there because it's internal. It's their brain uh, yes. that's been wired incorrectly, for instance. Um, but so, uh, so I, I love this, this information so much because, so when people are, are stressed like this, so they are kind of just set up to be chronically stressed, to have more stressful uh, kind of reactions to their environment than the next person given the same stressor. Uh, and I think there's a reason so many people today, or this is the reason that many people's like foot is on the gas pedal and they can't let up. Like they, so they're trying to relieve stress. They're trying to feel better, feel more at peace, more relaxed, but they go, they can try to do meditation or they try to do yoga and they're just right back where they started um, before doing that, you know, relaxation type exercise. And, uh, you know, this stress prevents detoxification. It prevents people's bodies to be working correctly. It prevents their body's ability to process and release metals, number one, because their, their stress hormones are so high, their body is just not in detox mode. You have to be in that parasympathetic part of your nervous system for your body to be able to detox. You have to be sleeping really well. For your to detox and for your liver to be functioning in the evening when you're you know primarily working on detox can you talk a little bit about that and how trauma contributes to that yeah that's i mean that's hugely important it, it's how you get all these factors coming together creating this this perfect storm you know the interesting thing is it, the norm is trauma and stress that we are in a society that I think it was Krishnamurti said it's no it's no sign of health to be well adapted to a sick society something along those lines like this the norm the standard is trauma the standard is lack of attachment and it's you can kind of see it with the craziness going on in the world right <laughs> you know attachment trauma it'll lead to people being overgivers, overachievers, uh, not making time to do the self-care thing, not not doing circadian rhythm, not being able to stick to the diet, all of those things. So, but it also creates the kind of people a little bit 
towards the sociopathic side. That's where it comes from. It comes from having parents that, you know, genetic propensity and then a lack of caring childhood. And then you, then you, you know, and they are, tr- those types of people are attracted to power and then we keep voting for them. <laughs> so, yeah. so uh, <laughs> Sorry, I just yeah. got political there for a second. But, but this is the cause so much of society's ills and issues and the health issue as well. This, this epidemic of chronic illness that we have, so much of it, you can't ignore this piece, this emotional piece. It's a huge part of this picture. Um, and so, you know, these other factors, like, like you said, like getting good sleep, a diet that to sleep, a diet to manage blood sugar control is like critical in this process. Um, all of these things that we need to be doing on a daily basis, the issue is to really get to the stress and to relieve the stress. It's a lot deeper than people really realize. We can, those things like just circadian rhythm, blood sugar, those are really important things and they can make a big difference. What I'm discovering is some of the things you can do to stimulate the vagus nerve. They, they're important to do that on a lifestyle basis as well, but often it's, you've got to go a little deeper, to be honest. You have to go a little bit deeper. Some people need to physically go a bit deeper because there's a level of brain degeneration. They need some stem cell triggers and red light therapy, pemp therapy, this kind of thing to stimulate the brain. So the brain will stimulate the vagus nerve. So some people actually, we need to do a lot of brain regeneration work. There's so many attacks happening on the brain right now, whether it's 5G, EMFs, terrible fats that people are eating the diets trans fats the buildup of heavy metals our brains are under attack right now and if a brain that's not functioning is what causes low vagal tone as well by the way or this is probably the main reason but so even when we start to do these lifestyle things like regular yoga meditation all of those things are important but you want you to, to really get to some of this core where some of the core stresses we're holding stress in our bodies in our biofield to a degree that we're only probably 50 percent or less aware of the majority of us um things like shame self-hatred all those kind of things come from the attachment trauma from basically uh, an environmental failure where we didn't fully bond with our parents as a child we have to protect that relationship because it's our survival's dependent on it right so what happens is the child goes, well, it can't be the parent's fault. It can't be out there in the environment. It has to be me. There's something wrong with me. Uh, and, I, and I have to make up for that. And that's where the drives to become things like the overgiver. Tons of therapists, psychotherapists, moms, we're all the overgiver types. And we learned that we didn't get unconditional love. We got ignored. We got neglected, maybe even physically abused. So what we did to make up for that, because we're obviously not lovable, we're obviously not just good enough as we are, we have to make up for it by, for example, well, if I give to others enough, I'll earn the love. I, it's, so it's conditional. Same with the achiever types. The achiever types feel worthless unless they're, you know, having a massive successful career or having a huge impact in the world, achieving, achieving, achieving. When in truth, a lot of that is driven by self-love deficit and a lack of self-worth. This is deep stuff that it's a lot deeper and it requires a lot more reflective work and, you know, doing questionnaires, getting it cognitively. And then we'll talk about transmuting that, which is a whole other story as well, which we'll touch on on, on last. But there's also another type is um, the perfection time those are the types that are like okay i'll just get things perfectly done if i do things right 
I'll be okay. Then I'll be lovable. So people have these built-in identity level belief systems that most of it's unconscious to people. So you could be holding, by the way, still also rage, anger, all kinds of emotions stuck there in your energy field from 20 years ago. So, you know, and it's all of that is creating an incoherent energy field. It's creating dissonance in the field, disruption in the energy field. That's creating a lowered heart rate variability. It's reducing your vagal tone. And it's creating all kinds of imbalances in the biochemistry because our biofield and what's going on energetically in the body is a master regulator of what's going on in the biochemistry as well. So all of that stuff, our identity, our um, unresolved trapped emotions that are stuck there that we couldn't process at the time, we were either too young or we were in denial that was anything was going on or we just didn't even know emotional neglect is a nightmare. It's not what happened, but what didn't happen, really hard to self-identify. Um, all of that is where most of the stress is. And it's actually the reason why we did the Trauma Mind Body Super Conference, because we got all the psychology people stuck together with all the functional medicine, naturopathic people to kind of go, look, speak to each other, talk to each other more, look at both sides. It's a perfect storm where you, it's all of these factors coming together, which creates a end result of being losing your health and you know potentially losing your ability to live fully yeah and i that's why it's so important that's why i love having you on the show it's so important to talk about this trauma and it, how it's an underlying root cause of so many health issues because people uh, are just overlooking this like they're going to functional medical practitioners to conventional doctors and trying different stress relief techniques just trying all these different things and supplements and they're trying to do all these physical um, issues, hoping that's going to correct their health or they're going to be able to meet their health goals, addressing things uh, it, physically only and only looking at that. And there's this whole other side. It's where I, looking at the trauma, looking at the, the trauma's effect on the physical health, the trauma's effect on the body's energy field and how it imprints the energy field. And we'll get to that in a second. And so that's why I love that you are uh, doing this trauma super conference so that people can learn more about this. For anyone listening that is chronically ill and they've just been on this merry-go-round of constantly going to different doctors, you know, um, it's so important to listen to a conference like this. And it's why I'm talking more and more about trauma because I've worked with thousands of people and became very, very frustrated with, you know, how do I get someone better if they, they are so ill, they can't take supplements, they can't, they've tried all these different things, they can, they can only eat five foods, they're bedridden, like what do you do with these people? And, um, and they've tried everything already, you know, this, I'm like there's something more going on. And um, so it's when, you know, I met you, I met uh, Harry Massey of NetsHealth, um, just trying to look at this other side of the coin. And so you address, uh, you know, talk about all these things with how many speakers are, are on your summit? Over 90. Over 90. 90. Oh my God. So if you want to learn about trauma uh, and how it affects your health and what to do about it, listen to this conference. So tell us about it. 
Yeah, so so with the conference, we um, address all aspects. So we have people talking about how do you resolve PTSD, which is that discrete, the one-off discrete event. So, and we, talk, we have people talking about EMDR and PTSD, the difference between PTSD and developmental trauma. So we help people understand that. And then we've got the world experts who are the developmental trauma experts, like Dr. Um, Diane Paul Heller, Dr. Dr. Lawrence Heller, the attachment styles, attachment trauma. Uh, Lawrence Heller's written a brilliant book called Healing Developmental Trauma. Highly recommend that book if you want to learn more about it um so so we we do the top what we call the top down approaches so what we've designed it so that the t- there are top down approaches and all the bottom up approaches and the middle ground which is the nervous system so we've got everybody if you want to be happy and healthy and feel good emotionally you've got to have a healthy body you need to address the biochemistry that's really important so everything that matters so we'll have we have experts speaking on blood sugar control um, food sensitivities, uh, circadian rhythm management, how to get good sleep, uh, all these things that function, uh, adrenal fatigue, sex, uh, sex hormone imbalances, thyroid issues, um, nutrient deficiencies. We've got people on par- talking about pyroluria. Um, so we've got people talking about neurotransmitters. So all the bottom up things and all those things can be important. So you get a taste of all of those. Then we've got, you can't, not the biochemistry, the stuff you do on the biochemistry won't work if your nervous system is stuck is in, in either freeze state or fight flight. So if you're not in that good vagal tone, high vagal tone, so important, you, it just won't work. You won't be able to help. You won't be able to well, very well solve the trauma at the emotional level. And also your biochemistry just won't come good if you don't balance the autonomic nervous system. So we've got a whole set of people talking about how do you do that? It's practical steps to stimulate the vagus nerve. Anybody wanting to regain their health, you have to start engaging and in things every day that will stimulate the vagus nerve. I've mentioned Modius Health quite a few times, um, which is modiushealth.com. No financial affiliation there. A great vagus nerve stimulator that I found that online because people are always asking me and it's pretty affordable. So there are electrical devices. There's things like you touch of meditation, yoga, qigong, singing, gratitude journaling, there's a lot of practical lifestyle things. So we cover all of those. Sometimes people need to go a bit deeper because the brain is a little degenerated and we need to stimulate the neural cells in the brain to get the vagus nerve back online. We've got Dr. Karazian talking about that. Red light, Ari Witten on, on red light therapy, Pollock on PEMP therapy. Um, so there's lots of ways to regenerate the brain and all the ways to start loads of therapies that will re- just balance the autonomic nervous system. EMDR will do that. Somatic experiencing, Dr. Peter Levine, uh, which can be applied to PTSD or developmental trauma. It's actually applied to both. Um, the neuroaffective relational model um, with Dr. Lawrence Heller, that's balancing the autonomic nervous system. Body up posture approaches, uh, hands-on touch therapies all help balance the autonomic nervous system and get the trauma out of that so that we basically are in a a nervous system state which is calm balanced that will allow your your body to function properly because when you stimulate the vagus nerve the vagus nerve enervates so many organs in the body the only thing it doesn't enervate is the adrenals which is what you would expect right but if you if you don't have good vagal tone your digestion won't be working you won't be detoxing you won't be digesting food you won't be moving the food through the digestion breath rate everything is so inflammation won't be switched off if you have low vagal tone so the vagus nerve critical so we can we have people on every aspect of that 
And then we also have um, more on the top down and the energy only approaches. So lots of energetic approaches. Uh, EFT and EMD are actually both energy psychologies. Um, but we also have, we talk about network spinal analysis, which is a form of chiropractic, very powerful, that will sort of flush through working on the spinal cord and will flush the energy through the spinal cord and kind of get the energy flowing again. And it kind of just flushes out anything that's dissonant. The interesting thing is trauma leaves an imprint on the nervous system and the biochemistry. So you need to correct both of those. But it actually lives in the biofield. The information, the, the, the memory and the actual emotion, it sits in the biofield, which is also in the waters of the body. Um, and you, if you miss that level, you're not really clearing the root, root cause. And that's where, we, where my, one of my main focuses is on the biofield using sound therapy and information medicine to help clear out this dissonant sort of information in the energy field. And it's actually, I'll just mention, Carl Prebrin was a world-leading neuroscientist. He's the one who said, where is a memory stored? If you cut up a neuron in the brain, you won't find a memory there. They've never done that. The brain neurologist, they, it's not there. So it was Karl Priebrum, who is a world-renowned German neurologist, who said he reckons that the things like memories, skills, learning, how to do things, and including memory of trauma, is stored in the field created around the brain by all the neurons firing together. So it's in the field. This is what HeartMath have found. It's the field around the heart as well. So they can link incoherent heart rate variability and heart field with lower negative emotions. So the emotions and the memories are energy and information in the field. And when EFT and EMDR are working on the energy fields, and so is sound therapy, so does you know, a lot of other therapies, homeopathy, uh, information imprinted onto water, which is what Ness Health is. That's all working to clear out the meridians and the energy field. So that's the, the, another missed root cause that we do want to work at at the yeah, final so, level. Yeah. So let's explain what is the, the biofield or the energy field for anyone who may be not familiar with that term. And we definitely have t touched on that at the, in the Myers Talks podcast previously. If you guys want to listen to any podcasts on Nest Health, um, you know, but I talk about it uh, a lot myself. Um, but so it, explain what that is exactly for people who may not understand that concept. Yeah, so I mean, I think most people have probably heard from ancient yogi, Indian sort of um, ideas that there's an aura, that the, the body has an aura. And people have heard about Chinese medicine, you have these meridians. So we have an, the bet, one of the best sort of explanations is the work of heart math. If you can imagine that, and this has been absolutely scientifically validated. There's no question about the fact that the humans have a field probably stretching quite a few meters around the body emanating from the heart in a toroidal pattern. So it's sort of, it's, it's coming round and up in a toroidal pattern like this. You can't completely see, <laughs> but, um, and it's, it's emanating out of the heart. So that's a, and it's a, um, a field that encapsulates the body and it's made of what I call energy and information, meaning that it's electromagnetic and it responds to light, 
electromagnetic frequency and it's made partly of photons of light and um and we are so we are beings of resonance and electricity as well as having a biochemical body you don't just have more than you, you have more than one body to consider for your health you have your physical body and you have this electromagnetic body and there's also it's going a bit deep but there's there's information which you could sort of talk about as in terms of codes and geometry that are actually doing things like giving a photon its shape you know so we exist on the physical level we exist at the subatomic level we have a subatomic field a subtle energy field that is profoundly controlling what's happening at the biochemistry there are things happening in the body communication happening in the body instantaneous communications happening in the body that can't be signaled through any kind of biochemical hormone or even a nerve transmission like we have instantaneous communication happening cells differentiating instantaneously like that has to be a field of information that's giving you know it's non-local if you like so this is the biofield you know it's been around for thousands of years in in the chinese med medicine traditions in the sort of yoga indian uh, traditions as well and yeah, that's that's the meridians and the chakras and the, the concept yeah. of energy blockages and the meridians or chakras. But the idea, you know, that we are a body electric, that we are, you know, a beings of resonance. There are over uh, five thousand papers on red light therapy for health, just shining red light and inf near infrared light on our bodies. There's five thousand papers on PubMed showing that has a profound impact. Our cells are probably more than a hundred times more sensitive to electromagnetic signaling than they are to biochemical signals we're affected by light we're affected by electromagnetic frequencies we're affected profoundly by sound everything to do with waves like sound uh, uh, and you know kind of sine waves we are ourselves communicate to each other using those kind of electromagnetic frequency signals so not only can the environment profoundly impact us when we have negative light and electromagnetics and negative sound waves coming our way but they can also be used therapeutically so it's another to me that's another it's kind of more proof you know that we are profoundly we are subatomic beings as well as having a physical body you have an invisible subatomic body that is you know, connected by the way, potentially to everything in the universe, because at the quantum level, everything gets really weird, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it's, uh, I think it's, it's all, all points are connected in time and space at the quantum level. So there's weird things that can happen, but instantaneous communication, quantum entanglement, all that stuff. So that's all, um, it's real. And, you know, if you, if you, I think people need to sort of, it's, it's not controversial even. It's like there's some of the most proven studies are in quantum physics proving that, you know, and by the way, our consciousness is entirely connected with all that too. So our consciousness definitely affects this quantum field that we have as well. So, um, but that's also where the trauma piece comes in again, because it's another way that the mind and body are talking to each other. And they are definitely, they are one thing. The mind and the body are one thing. What goes on emotionally will be expressed physically. And the physical body profoundly also impacts our mental well-being and our emotional state as well. Yeah, but the beautiful thing is that, you know, because you have this imprintation of trauma on the energy field, it can also be very easily and elegantly and uh, 
reversed so that you can clear your energy field of this trauma imprint. And it's not difficult to do. It's not terribly expensive. People just need to have an awareness about that and some information about modalities that are, are proven to work. And this for me was very profound because I felt like I'd reached a point where I felt great physically. I felt like I was doing all my detox stuff. I was taking all the supplements and I was exercising and eating the right diet. And I just still just, ugh, like I just didn't wake up feeling good. And, and I knew that I had trauma that I needed to work on. I'd done all the therapy. I read all the books on uh, depression and improving your mental health and the seven steps of highly effective people and just done all that work already. And I still wasn't really where I wanted to be. And it was this working on the energy field, clearing trauma that got me to that next level. But it's a key for people that are ill or just kind of not where they want to be mentally. Um, it's just, it's so important to talk about this. Can you tell us about how maybe energetically we can go about clearing trauma from our energy field? Yeah, so there's a, there's a lot of different therapies that work at the energy level. You could use EFT, you can use EMDR. Um, also, homeopathy can work on the emotions, something in a bottle. It's also Ness Health in pharmaceuticals are somewhat working on a similar kind of level. Information imprinted on water, people don't realize that in, in, water does have memory. And that's another level. It's still seen as controversial. I think there'll be more and more research coming out that proves that that is the case, that the information is printed on our field. It's also water can hold the field information. Basically, there's something special happening about water, structured water. We've got Professor Gerald Pollack on our trauma summit, by the way. So listen to what he's saying. And he basically confirmed it. He said, there's no doubt water can contain memory. Structured water is what makes it like a microchip, makes water like a microchip. These sort of parallel lines and so on. So it, it becomes a storage unit. Yeah, so, and infrared, <clears throat> infrared saunas improve uh, increased structured water in the body is that easy water in the body. Yes, exactly. So um, in terms of other energy uh, sort of therapies, you know, some of the Chinese medicine and acupuncture work on the energy field. I've mentioned network spinal analysis is another energy sort of field. We've got pulse electric electromagnetic field therapy um, will also work on the field and is actually being directly used to help brain entrainment um, and help the field and clear the field of trauma as well. So that's working at that electromagnetic level too. There's family constellation therapy, which is working on intergenerational trauma at the energetic group level. Um, there's things like Reiki fall into this category too. And so sort of everything working at the level. One of my favorites at the moment is, is music and sound because sound therapy, um, it's also, it kind of makes sense to a lot of people. Like if you think about a, a lower emotion, let's say a negative emotion, that's like maybe it's depression, maybe it's rage, resentment. It exists in the field and it's being stored in, in the waters of the body, your sort of whole field. It's as a dissonant frequency. It's an incoherent frequency. It's like a patch in the field, which is heavy and it's causing distortions, it's causing energy blockages. So if you think about a tuning fork or think about an opera singer when she's singing, she can, if she has the right tone, she could shatter a glass. So that's sound therapy, that's 
pressure waves oscillating and then you, it's coupling with the molecules in the the um the glass and making the the the, the vibration of her voice is making the 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 glass shatter. The molecules are starting to resonate with her voice and the, the glass shatters. This is when soldiers marching in unison on a bridge, the bridge will start moving in unison with the marching soldiers through this oscillation and the bridge can collapse, which is why you should never march in unison on a bridge, right? With soldiers. <laughs> so I didn't know about that before, but so they also use ultrasound to break up kidney stones. So it's the same um, idea that you're using oscillation and making the molecules of the kidney stone vibrate at the, <clears throat> at the same rate as the sound, the ultrasound, and it breaks them up. You can do it with, t- with tumor, tumors, cancer tumors as well. So sound therapy is an expanding area. Um, the conventional research is mainly looking at ultrasound, which is outside the audible sound, but you can also use tuning forks and meditations. Sound therapy works in two ways. One is through that oscillation. So we tune the biofield. And, and what we do is we, we, where there's dissonance, we get the tuning fork, hold it in that area, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll sort of activate it until that negative frequency is cleared away. And basically that emotional release and people will feel it it will actually come out often people will feel maybe a bit sad for no reason a bit angry or and there's no some occasionally some memories come up but it's a very safe way uh, it's not re-traumatizing and it's a very safe way of just clearing out the dissonance in the in the energy field and making the field more coherent again so um, sound therapy also does charge the body so you it does literally excites the molecules of the body making the vault the these um the the membrane potential increases the voltage over the over the cell membrane potential increases so you're you've got a more energized cell so that's going to also that's how probably how ultrasound works as well so you've got more energy the cell has more energy to do work so it's also so there's a charge with sound therapy and there's the resonance so it does two things resonance and it charges you it's like a sticking a battery you're, you're getting charged doing sound therapy and you're also becoming more coherent you're getting a more coherent energy field so and that has a now you're changing the the epigenetic expression I have to mention just lastly the work of Dr. Carlo Ventura, who's an amazing, he's a professor of biochemistry at the University of Bologna in Italy. He's a cardiologist and MD and has a PhD in biochemistry. And he's the guy who actually discovered that stem cells can be sung to and you can you can uh, direct sound at stem cells and they stimulate and they differentiate and they start to differentiate into bone cells and they'll into fat cells and they'll help regenerate the body so we know this with red light and pulse electromagnetic field therapy they stimulate stem cells so does sound so sound is stimulating your stem cells his research has, uh, has confirmed it he's patented the process as well so it's regenerative we're talking about regenerating the body not so sound therapy is amazing (laughs) and it's and it's a it's a really nice experience you know it's um it's a pleasant experience you're not just using a sort of device that's invisible you can use um things like tuning forks meditations and so on brain entrainment can also like people have heard of binaural beats music is absolutely been found to be therapeutically beneficial for ptsd for a whole range of homeostatic markers in the body as well 
So that's the power of sound therapy. It's, it changes the epigenetic expression. And here's what I'll just leave people to contemplate. I have found in my clinical experience, there is nothing that will trigger heavy metal detoxing more deeply than biofill tuning, sound therapy. And it's also why it comes with a bit of a, a, a warning of don't jump into sound therapy. If you have got heavy metals, you're doing a sonic quantum detox and there's nothing, nothing will reach that. Colonics won't reach that. Um, you know, castor oil packs, all of the fasting, nothing reaches what I found sound therapy will do because it's working at the quantum cellular level, subatomic level. And it's creating this coherence and it's telling the genes to switch on or off in a healthy way. Suddenly we switch off this pyroluria, suddenly the body's like got its B6 and zinc back, you're going to go straight into detox with that. So it's very interesting, one of the world-leading experts, um, biofield tuning, which is Eileen McCusick, she has a contraindication on her website. If you've got heavy metals, she, doesn't want, she won't see you because you need to be following a safe protocol for heavy metal detox. It needs to be done in the right order. And it could be, you know, it could be dangerous or unsafe if you did it in the wrong order. So what does that tell you about sound therapy, pyroluria and heavy metal toxins? Yes. Yes. So you know, there's a, a protocol to follow. And I, I thank you so much for mentioning that because you've had this experience yourself when people are getting excited about something. If you're like, this is the answer finally, and this is what maybe I'm missing. And we talk a lot about a lot of different, you know, kind of uh, alternative methods for heavy metal detoxification. This is something I absolutely employ. I'm on your advice doing the biofield tuning and and whatnot. And I absolutely love it. I do it every single night, but I, I did myself take it very slow. But you've had people that kind of go get excited about it, go gung-ho, and then they unfortunately can have a, a, a very strong heavy metal detox happening and even an emotional detox, which can be, uh, you know, take, take people aback, surprise people or, you know, cause you're, yes. you're kind of, you know, taking this body that's out of tune and then getting it back into tune and then it starts working and you're like, wait a second, that's, I want to feel better. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yes. so this does that's happen. The message. Yeah. I think if you, if you want a gentle experience of biofield tuning and sound therapy, I'd actually go to Eileen McCusick's website and go find one of her practitioners. You can do an hour's therapy in person or you can get remote therapy. And I encourage people if they want to have a go at sound therapy, that's the gentle type. Um, I'm doing a program with, that I work with where it's much more intense, <laughs> but you can control it by just doing it for a shorter period of time. And I teach people how to do sound therapy on themselves. Um, but it, it's so powerful that it, people really do need to either stick to just doing 10 or 20 minutes a day and have a whole set of being aware about what happens physically because the detox, but also emotionally, it's a journey. You know, when suddenly, if you've been anxious your whole life, or you've had a whole chunk of your personality has been driven by feeling not good enough, and you start doing tuning therapy to clear that belief, and suddenly it goes away, you can start to wonder who you are. You have an identity crisis. Um, you can feel like you're in the void. I've had people who have been stressed living off, off adrenalized energy their whole life. Take that away. And they can either feel really flat and depressed, but or they're actually just in a calm state, but they're interpreting it as depression because they don't know what it's like to be at peace. They've never yeah. had it. 
So there's a journey. There's a journey that people need to know about. And there are pitfalls. And um, it's, a lot of emotions will intensify on their way out. So there are detox tools, a whole bunch of detox tools, like things like, which we won't go into, but lemon bars and the certain crystals that will help clear things faster. Uh, Everything to do with water therapy, because water is really important. When you do sound therapy, it will mobilize the emotions and then toxins into the body's water. So you want to get that stuff out as fast as possible. Sauna therapy, steam room therapy all becomes really important. On my program, those things are mandatory um, because you need to, not only for the toxins, but the emotional work as well. You need to be flushing. I have special water that I recommend people use. So, well, tell us about so, your program, your emotional detox program. That's what you're yeah, talking about, right? It's called, yeah, the emotional detox program. Next few months, it will be available. Um, but yeah, and I work with um, meditations, guided meditations that people do while they're doing the, the tuning port therapy. So, and people can get a free meditation on my website. That's how they can stay in touch with me as well because I'll announce the program later. It's just, it's about to be launched. Um, so, so yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's um, an amazing journey. And, um, but yeah, you're, you're changing your emotional set point is actually what you're doing you're doing the real work and of course that it also involves change as well so you can have things happen like losing interest in old hobbies that just don't interest you anymore foods you don't want to eat anymore people you don't want to see anymore <laughs> so you're because your whole bit you'll start to realize how much your energy field is actually attracting you what experiences you have in your life so it becomes a very can become a very spiritual experience as well like waking up to who you are it's an awakening experience so that's quite interesting as well um wow we people, a lot of people, <laughs> yeah people don't like change either so i know i was gonna say if you but then they want to feel good without changing anything and that's where i'm like it's insanity is it definition of insanity is doing the same thing expecting a different result so this embracing of change is critical um you know changing your habits routines people that you might be hanging out with sometimes people like change jobs you know it's like this can happen because you just you're changing so much as a person um and that puts some people off and that's okay with me because they probably should be on my program (laughs) they don't like change if you don't want to feel better really because you don't want to do the change then that's okay but it's probably not for you then yeah, and people have to be ready for that change also. They have to be ready and expect yes. it and embrace it. And so so you provide a lot of tools for people in that regard. So so yeah, so go to nikkigrotrix.com, sign up for her newsletter. You'll get the announcement when her emotional detox program is ready. I highly, highly recommend that. But if you're ready, just dig in right now. Um, so tell us about where we can go to sign up for your trauma super conference. Yes, yeah, so people can just go to traumasuperconference.com. So traumasuperconference.com. This is a great um, experience for people just to get a, like it's a smorgasbord of having a taster of everything that that you can do to heal yourself. And the reason it, I'm, I'm passionate about it because there's so much reductionism in the naturopathic natural medicine. We're almost as bad as conventional medicine in the sense that you know a practitioners out there telling you to do something because that's just the modality they trained in rather than thinking about the whole person and kind of going, well, I can fix this bit and help you this bit, but you also need to consider 
the energetic level or the neurological level or this environmental thing that needs to change. So the conference is, is a way to get a taster of all of that to help people kind of go, wow, I've got at least 10 things that I hadn't done before that I didn't realize were relevant to me. And I would never, and it's a cheap way of doing it. Like, cause you can go through spending thousands of dollars trial and error with tons of different practitioners. Whereas with the, the summit is a perfect solution to that. An online conference like this, where for like, you know, you can, I think you can still buy the summit for like 60 bucks as well. If you want permanent access to it, or you can start it today. You could just go and listen to all the speakers each day. It will just help you get a feel for everything that's out there. Speaking to world leading experts in every one of those modalities and health imbalances, mental, emotional, physical, energetic. So um, yeah, don't miss it. It's uh, don't miss yeah. out. I mean, it's unbelievable, this lineup that you have put together of the world's top experts on trauma and all the different you know, modalities to address trauma. And I strongly urge people, that's so why I keep talking about trauma on, it's mentioned usually at least once on most of my podcasts, is because, you know, even if, so if you're, if you're critically ill, if you're sick, and you've been ill for a while, you're chronically fatigued, even bedridden, or just have multiple health diagnoses, you have to address trauma. And even if you do feel good, like you have relatively good health, and you're just looking to up your game and biohack yourself, you also want to address trauma. So it, we're all in the yeah. same boat with this. Um, so I highly recommend you guys go buy, buy the, the summit so you can listen to it at your own pace. Um, but also, you know, we talked earlier about pyroluria. Uh, we talked about the trauma, uh, how that causes pyeluria, inflammation, and then that leads to heavy metals accumulation that leads to its own whole host of health issues and so you guys will get lots of uh, lots of information on how to address that and we've covered a lot of ground um, on how to address that in this this podcast so nikki thanks so much for coming on any closing uh thoughts or final words you want to give the audience um just know that yeah that you you, you can heal yourself. Your body knows how to heal itself. And when we put all these things in place and it's the awareness of knowing kind of what your storm, what made up your storm? What was your storm? What was your personal story? Was it, was it early life stress? What type of stress was it? What are your, what are your genes doing and kind of what exposures have you had? And when you decode that, you know, there's just tremendous hope and there's this huge amounts. So we just wanted to get this out there because there is so much people can do so we're just trying to educate people as, as best we can and yeah you can reverse this and you can get your life back so um or feel amazing and be supercharged <laughs> yes absolutely well nikki thanks for coming on the show and everyone thanks so much for tuning in to the myers detox podcast where we talk about everything and all the different underlying root causes of heavy metal toxicity and how to get rid of it. And uh, working on trauma is, is one of the, those uh, you know, aspects of detoxing your body physically and emotionally. So thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Wendy Myers of MyersDetox.com. I'll talk to you guys next week.